Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy and host of the Section 86 podcast, Jay Walsh. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So for today's episode, we will be sitting down with the self-proclaimed Kunani practitioner and Terrier Bruce, as we will be looking to educate both men and women on women's health, particularly the Kunani. <laughs> Enough of my crap. Let's go ahead and get started with the episode. Dice pineapple. Tonight you shall reach a height that the sky won't catch you. The highest form of my admiration. I ain't no connoisseur, but I'm kind of sure you will admire my tasting before the sun graze you. I'm trying to see how deep you are. And believe me, shawty, I ain't talking about no intimate conversation. I want to see if I can make you reach things unobtainable when I peek into your nature. And I promise you my goals will exceed any physical pleasure. I want to you what's better than better the better my effort the wetter her treasure the more these mere moments seem like heavens or temporary forever try to get it together dice pineapple may your love come down some of mine might have you you design my imagination let me redefine four plays so you need five and tell me Shardy, you got it Thank you so much for doing this episode today I really appreciate it so you know I just want to start off you know First of all, what is vagesty? I assume the V has something to do with vagina. Yes, it actually does. <laughs> vagesty um, is an online store for women's health. So the V in vagesty, of course, is vagina. And I got the adjusty from majesty because when I'm when I'm pitching this is that queens, we are queens and our vagina is royal and we should treat it as such. We should take care of it. Okay. All right, and so when you decided to start this company, I assume you have a background with this type of work uh, within this industry? Yes, yeah, so um, I always knew I wanted to have my own um, business and by me going, in, going to graduate school and my major was women's health um, nurse practitioner, I decided to uh, start a business in feminine hygiene products. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do have the background um, in feminine hygiene, hygiene, feminine well-being. Um, I graduated in December 2019, and I have six years of labor and delivery experience. My whole total year of experience in nurses is 10 years, so I have a quite extensive um, background in, in caring. Okay, no problem. All right, so vagesty, treating your vagina like royalty. I know some women try different body washes, sprays, lotions, whatever it may be, and sometimes that could cause problems down in that area yes um the vagina seems super complex full of do's and don'ts um and if you had that uh you know uh, a smell or odor down from your vagina uh should you automatically panic and think it's an std or kind of do some more research into it no, you shouldn't automatically panic and think it's an STD. The order is most likely uh, vaginitis, bacteria vaginosis. So mm -hmm. that causes, um, that's caused by a pH imbalance. Our normal balance is acidic, which is 3.8 to 4.5. So if okay. that's strolled off, then it's going to cause a fishy odor. It's going to cause a vaginal discharge. STD, on the other hand, you should be concerned if the color is green. 
Also, if you're having trouble urinating or you, if you're having painful sex, you may want to warrant the thing, okay, what's going on? Why is it all of a sudden so painful right now? You want to get checked out. Okay. All right. Now, I know still kind of going on with the older, uh, older topic. Uh, you know, back in the day, you know, everyone was quick to talk about summer's even using douches and things like that mm -hmm. well you know from my understanding some research has came out and said that using douches isn't exactly the best thing for a woman uh, so right. you, can you elaborate a little bit more on that whether it is or it isn't yes um we do not recommend to use a douche it's a uh, highly no 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 what it does is it would throw off your ph balance back to the mm -hmm. balance you're thinking that it's going to help you clean you out is actually not it's going to make things worse down there. So stay away from dishing. Um, you want to look into more measures as into not putting soap inside the vagina. Mm -hmm. Okay, eating um, fruits and that's high in vitamin C, such as oranges and grapefruit and things like that. And identifying if uh, soaps or even detergents throw you off down there. Even semen is as semen is alkaline that can throw you all down, and that's mm -hmm. why it's important after sex that you need to make sure that you you know urinate and that you wipe after sex. Okay, uh, definitely did not know that uh, laundry detergents can actually throw your pH off. So that's um, as yeah, far as that chemicals work. and stuff. Yeah, that can throw you off. Even okay. wearing silk underwear, ladies. We know we like to be sexy in our underwear for our, for right. our partner. But you need to wear cotton underwear. And at night, I highly recommend that you don't wear any underwear at all. Just let it air out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, well, but before I get to my next question, as far as uh, laundry detergents, because I know, you know, some women may not be aware of that. Are there any pH safe um, brands that you may recommend or that you know of? Yes, any um, sensitive, if it says sensitive on there, that is safe. Um, mm -hmm. And we're gonna talk about supporting black businesses. Um, there is this laundry detergent brand, she just started, her name is KB, KBK Organics. I hope I'm saying mm -hmm. it right. Um, she have all natural organic laundry detergent. Um, I just actually started using it and I love it. Um, if you can find out, you know, her page and support her and just kind of look at the reviews. The reviews are really good. Also, True um, is also a Black-owned laundry detergent. I'm not sure if they have a sensitive brand, but anything with sensitive on there, you want to you wanna use that. So if that's the cause. Sometimes it may take a few trial and errors to fi figure out what causes your pH balance to be thrown off. So just hang in there and... You know, it's a trial and error. You may not get it the first thing. Say, oh, this threw me off. I'm not going to do this anymore. It may take a few right. tries to figure out what it is. Okay. All right. And so what type of products would you recommend using on your vagina and the pubic area as far as washes, exfoliators, lotions, etc.? Okay. I'm glad you asked that because that question is going around as far as like not putting anything inside the vagina. The mm -hmm. vagina... In the inside, okay, let's talk about anatomy. The vagina is on the inside, the vulva is on the outside. You mm -hmm. do not need to put any soap inside of the vagina. It's self-cleaning. If anything, if you feel like I just got to put something in there, just do warm water. That's it. Right. So I would recommend uh, 
soaps that's for sensitive skin, nothing scented like Caress that have this like, even though it smells good, but it can throw you off. And only clean on the outside of it, the outside, which is the vulva, the pubic area. That's the area okay. that you want to clean. Um, lotions, no lotions, you don't need no lotion down there. And um, yeah, you do body wash and soap as long as it's sensitive. Okay. All right, so you know, briefly mentioned uh, vaginal discharge. Um, does that happen all the time, or is it only during ovulation? Right. So ovulation, um, that discharge, that's a different color that you'll be able to tell. Okay, what's normal, and what's not normal. So okay. for the ovulation, it may be like clear, white, and sticky. Ladies, if you're able to do this with your vaginal discharge and it's sticky, that means you're ovulating. And if it's like a clear white gray color, it can be bacterial vaginosis. And that's when you come with the fishy odor and that discharge. If it's a clumpy white discharge, almost look like cottage cheese, and you have some itchiness going down there, it's probably yeast infection. So that's okay. how you'll tell, like women don't just have discharge during the ovulation. They have, they can have discharge before and after and during, but it's not healthy to have that, you know, bacteria vaginal discharge or yeast infection discharge. We want to get that mm -hmm. checked out. We want to get our pH balance corrected. Also, if it's red, even though we think of red as our period, sometimes it could be something more serious, like it'd be a polyp, it could be a cervical infection. Um, it could be anything, like if you're bleeding between your periods, you want to get that checked out, something else is going on. Right. And I'm sure you'll kind of feel that pain going on um, if it be in the red discharge, like some sort of polyps or anything growing. You'll kind of feel that pain within your. Right. So you know, especially when you're having sex, sex is not yeah. supposed to be painful to that point. You know, it's supposed mm -hmm. to be enjoyable. So if you have a sex and it's painful more than usual, something is going on. You want to get that evaluated by your provider. Okay. All right, now kind of speaking to the last topic. So, uh, and those of us with dogs, you know, they would uh, definitely understand. Uh, so, you know, you go and get in the shower, you take your panties off, you come out the shower and your dog is literally face first in the seat of your panties, just going to town. Um, <laughs> what is it in there? What is it that the dogs are looking for? And, you know, why do they do it? You know what? I don't have a dog, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but I can, if I had to guess, I would say it would be the scent of it. Mm -hmm. And it may be, are we talking about a male dog or a female dog? It may be that time of the month where they're hot. And they think that, you know, they know the area. Dogs are very small, actually. They know, yeah. like I have patients when I do labor and delivery, um, their dog know when they're about to go into labor. They sense it a couple of days before. Really? Yes. And so what I recommend is once the baby is born, I recommend them take home the, uh, I have the dad to take home the blanket that we first wrapped the baby up in once the baby is born. So the dog mm -hmm. can smell um, the baby scent. Okay, this is what's about to come into my home because some of those dogs are spoiled and they oh, want to yeah. be the only kids. <laughs> they don't want right. to share their own, their fur parents. So yeah, that's highly recommended too. If you have a dog to bring that, um, the blanket home so they can get the sense of the newborn baby. That's for okay. the dog um, trying to go into town after you get out the shower. I would say have to maybe the scent or maybe something to do with their um, time of the month. Okay. 
All right, so uh, let's shift gears for a little bit and talk about sex. You know, nothing outlandish or Pornhub like, but like the wonderful gift known as the Holy Grail. Uh, the gift that keeps giving y'all problems every time of the month. Um, you know, you get the picture. So when time comes, and for those of y'all that don't know, time is time of the month. Uh, so when time visits, um, and you get that urge to have sex. Is it safe to have sex while you're on your period, or should you wait until your period is over to have sex? Speaking from personal experience, and women <laughs> with <laughs> heavy the heavy flow, you don't want to be touched, you don't want to be looked at in mm -hmm. the first couple of days of your cycle. You're cramping, you're bloating, you're moody, blood is just gushing out, clots and everything. Right. You don't want to be touched. <laughs> but it is safe to um, have intercourse um, while you're on your cycle. I wouldn't recommend in the first couple of days because that's just a personal thing, but some women don't bleed heavy. Right. There are um, ways I've heard people putting down towels, but there's this uh, device called a menstrual disc that I'm actually looking to launch in a couple of couple of months. It's a menstrual disc and it's uh, reusable, and it stays in for 12 hours. You can take it out, rinse it off. You can you can keep it, sanitize it. Um, it's good for about six months, and it's actually safe to have sex with that in. Okay. So I've tested it with my husband, and he said it just feels like a condom. So okay. ladies, look out for that. Subscribe to my emails because that's going to be coming out real soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And so with uh, Tom still being in town, uh, and you do decide to have uh, sex while you're while you're on your flow, uh, your chances of getting pregnant is it higher or lower during that time? No, it's it's not. You're not going to get pregnant while you're on your period because that what okay. that is with the. Menstrual bleed is is the actual lining of the uterus and eggs that didn't get um, get a chance to ovulate. So that's what okay. the period is. So we know you're not going to get pregnant. So your chance of getting pregnant, depending on if your cycle is regular, like clockwork, like say you have a cycle every 28 days, day 14, mm -hmm. day from day 11, 12, 13, 14, or 15, your chances of getting pregnant is in that time period. Okay. So yeah, right. that's the, that's your chance of getting pregnant during that time. Okay, cool. Hmm. All right, I know you know we briefly uh, mentioned this as far as uh, urinating after um, after sex. Is that all the time, or is it certain times? Is it depending on your partner, or you know how how does that whole thing work? Because from my understanding, um, and you like I say you briefly mentioned, you know if you don't urinate after you could possibly catch a uh, UTI, which is urinary tract infection. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you want to do all the time or is it, you know, partner-based, so to speak? Um, as far as partner as in man and woman or woman and woman? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, we, we, could, we could speak on both. Okay, so it that depends on... If you're having, it's best practices is to get up and go to the bathroom and, and urinate. Um, okay. If you're having recurring UTIs and it's related to sex, you definitely want to get up and go to the bathroom uh, and urinate. Ladies and, and couples that participate in the anal sex, first of mm -hmm. all, it's important to wipe from front to back. 
Let's mm-hmm. let's get that straight. No. Second of all, if you if participate in anal sex, do not go from the back to the front. <laughs> the bacteria that's in the anus does not belong in the vagina. Yeah. So if y'all doing it, I'm sorry you have to stop, go wipe off with soap and water, <laughs> and then come to the front, okay? Right. So for women who are um, experiencing reoccurring UTIs, mm-hmm. there are suppressive therapy where they can take... Um, one tablet of antibiotics after they have sex just to prevent that from going on. And a lot of older women, in effect, will experience more um, UTIs because mm-hmm. the estrogen, that's our female hormone, is decreased as we get older. And so that, what the estrogen does is that it decreases the bacteria in the area. But when it's gone, depleting, that um, gives the bacteria more, more room to grow. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so, you know, I know some women or or so I've been told, you know, they, they like to pride themselves on having that that vice grip vagina. Uh, and, you know, they preach on doing Kegels and things like that. So uh, as far as Kegels, are they truly beneficial uh, to, you know, your, your vaginal muscles or do they serve a greater purpose or are Kegels overrated as a whole? No, Kegels are not overrated. Kegels have been shown in, in clinical trials to improve vaginal tightness and the pelvic is used in pelvic floor therapy. Ladies, okay. if you've had two, three, four, five, six kids vaginally, you need to start doing uh, Kegels like now. Mm. Now, Kegels are important for bladder control as well. So you're able to get in that practice with that grip and that muscle down there, that's going to save you in years to go when the fact that you had all these kids messed up, you know, your area down there. So mm-hmm. they are not overrated. Um, Kegels can be done even during sex. Right. So if you know how to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and, and so you know, I've heard that term, you know, as you get older, you know, everything just kind of falls down. Is that where the Kegels kind of come into place with that? Yes, that, uh, as well as how many children that, that you've had vaginally. Okay. When we have C-section may not have to deal with it as much as when we have vaginal births. Okay. See what I'm saying? Not saying it'll exclude it from it, but the chances are less likely. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And so uh, I went and researched a few topics that I think would be a little bit beneficial for men to understand uh, mm-hmm. about the vagina, both sexual and non-sexual. So uh, the first one going into different tampon sizes. Um, you know, if you can't explain those for um, men out there and how do they compare to menstrual pads? Okay. So Pads and tampons pretty much run the same as far as observancy. So mm-hmm. the different types of tampons, it may be light, heavy, um, super, ultra, it goes with the pads that's like light, heavy, overnight, super, like that. So that's how they work. Mm-hmm. So it goes by the woman's flow. Like for example, okay. me, my first two days is heavy flow. My last three to four days is light flow. 
Mm-hmm. So that's how you know. Uh, some women may have to do if they do tampons. If they like tampons, they might have to get two different um, levels. They may have to get heavy for their first couple of days. Then they may have to use their like normal flow for the last three or four days. Have a many days their cycle stays down. So that's okay. something that a man can know about. Oh, she have this size because her flow is heavy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's just kind of like a trial and error. Right. As well. And okay. what affects that as well is um, contraceptives, birth control. So if you're on birth control, your period may not be as heavy as it as it'll be if you're not on birth control. Mm-hmm. So if she's okay. on birth control. She normally have um, the heavy or the ultra. She might not need. She might just need light. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's actually something I didn't have on there. But talking about birth control. Yeah, I know there's many different things out there, you know, the pill, the shot, uh, the implant. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a one-size-fits-all approach for, for birth control, or does it affect the the woman based on um, the option that they use? Because I hear that some women can take the pill, but they can't do the shot, or they can't do the implant, um, because, you know, it kind of affects their, their, their pH and body and things like that. Uh, so can you speak a little bit on that? Yeah, so there are different forms. Like you said, we have the pill, we have the shot, we have the IUD, and mm-hmm. um, we have a ring. Mm-hmm. So the pill, if you're a responsible adult, <laughs> you can take it the same time every day, set an alarm on your phone, you can take it. The, the risk factors with the pill, however, if you have history of blood clots, if you're over the age of 35 and you smoke, you cannot take the pill because you're at risk for having blood clots and a stroke. Okay. Um, the IUD, they are long acting or uh, reversible. They can be left in as little as three years to 10 years. Okay, okay. now those sometimes uh, may cause a little area in your cervix to kind of like have a discharge or smell, mm-hmm. but that's not all women. And those okay. work fine. Um, I do know actually a, a personal person that um, actually got pregnant on the IUD, but however, she lost a lot of weight. So I think when you think about her weight loss, her weight, but when she did get it and then her weight loss in the middle of having it and then mm-hmm. kind of shifted things, her hormones, and she was able to, you know, get pregnant on it. Okay. Now on the shot, um, that's every three months. And please, 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 please do not be on that longer than five years. Okay, it might be convenient for you to just go and pick up your shot and, you know, stick it in your butt. And that's it. No, do not be on it longer than five years because what it does is it breaks down the bone minerals if you're on it for too long. So after five years, get off it. Try something else. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the ring, and that stays in for three weeks. You remove it, let your cycle come down, and you put it back in. Okay, and so would it be the same ring or would it be a new ring each time that you... Insert. Actually, there um, right now it's just a different ring, but there's this new okay. um, ring that came out. It lets it lasts for twelve months, but you keep it with you. You take it out and you mm. put it back in. You keep that same one for twelve months, and I guess that kind of like you could say eco friendly, where you're just getting it the normal one. You get it and you throw it away, and you get a new one each time. Right. So there are plenty. Plenty of contraceptives. You just have to find the one that's you know right for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I know this top 
<clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. Uh, I know this topic was big on the uh, internet a while ago with uh, uh, Clifford Harris going to the OB with his daughter. Um, does an intact hymen indicate virginity? And also, so, so two-part question. So does an intact hymen indicate virginity? And what kind of um, mental strain does that put on a child having to have their parent come to the OB with them to make sure that they're a virgin? Well, intake hymen, just like if the, the child is active in sports mm -hmm. or whatnot, and it can gymnastic or even bike riding, they may rupture the hymen. So it happened like that and it happened where it was an intercourse. So it doesn't right. necessarily detect, okay, she's a virgin, she's not a virgin, or she rode a bike and it popped, so she's not a virgin, no. Intercourse is intercourse when, you know, a, a penis is inserted in a vagina the first time. That's when the virginity mm -hmm. is broken. Okay. So that's my take on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so as far as um, the mental aspect of a child, I mean, just imagine normal, like I'm going to say not normal, but she is more like a, a celebrity status, right? So now the mm -hmm. whole world, oh, your daddy went to your, your apartment with you to see if you was a virgin. Right. You know, that's embarrassing. <laughs> right. That's embarrassing. Um, But normal day-to-day -day people that have that happen, I can't speak for dads, but I've heard stories of like moms and funny like TikTok videos of the mom acting crazy. Are you going to answer the question? The doctor talks to you answer the question. Mm -hmm. So um, it does because they want to be able to have that open relationship with their parents and be able to explain or tell them, you know, what's going on. And parents right. need to have that, <clears throat> establish that rapport with their daughters and their sons so that they can feel comfortable coming to them instead of going to their friend or going to another adult. They may give them the wrong information. Exactly. Yes. All right. All right. Regarding comfort while women are on the period, what are some things that, uh, guys can do besides staying in the other room playing 2k or whatever else it may be well i can't speak for other women see them first two days be caring be sensitive <laughs> <laughs> baby you need a heating pad baby you need a back rub baby you need me to rub your stomach you know, right. things like you want me to get you some tea things like mm -hmm. that so that's what y'all can do if you want to be left alone Leave her alone. If you, you want to be your two K, yeah, <laughs> go back to your two K <laughs> and see what see what she needs. If she's okay, you know, just go back to your two K. If not, she want to cuddle with you or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Encourage her, be there for her. Okay, uh, you know, if she does want you around, anything warm within that area. Say it again. Anything warm within that within that uh, area when she's uh, when she's on a period. Right, she could put it on her stomach to help mm -hmm. with the, the cramping. Okay. That's what the um, warmness does. Even tea, it helps from the inside internally, and then the heating pad will be external. Okay. Yes. All right. And so if a woman does an orgasm from sex, is it on him or is it on her? It could be both. Let me okay. tell you why, Amy, you know. I mean, if, you, if you're if doing it and you're just trying to get it and it's good and it, you bust, you just bust, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for women, it can also be mental. 
like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Well, come on. Right. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but if he was to come before her, mm-hmm. and then she didn't get her chance to do it. Yeah. So um, it could be medications that the female is on. It could be mentally. It could be physically. Like he's not making sure that mm-hmm. um, she's getting it. Ladies, if you're not getting an orgasm, make sure, maybe you need to change positions mm-hmm. and see if that will help. Because you have okay. to get you by any yeah. means necessary. All right. <laughs> to get you. So change position, <laughs> do some foreplay or something, you know, to get things going. Okay. All right. How much does your vagina change after childbirth? Uh, well, when you first having first time moms, when they're delivering their baby, the mm-hmm. vaginal muscles are tight. So I always tell them, Look, you're going to be pushing for an average of maybe two to three hours to get this baby. Mm-hmm. And it's your first time. Your muscles have never been stretched this far before, this wide before, mm-hmm. right? So um, it does go back to normal size. But again, if you're repeatedly having babies, then it stretches and stretches and stretches. So okay. it doesn't change too much. It just depends on the female, her anatomy, genetics, you know, things like that. Right. There are actually surgeries out here. Um, what is it? Vaginal rejuvenation, I think. Surgical procedures to help with the area yeah, down there. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you got, got the money and you want to do it, go for it. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for the guys that may not know, uh, what is a pap smear? And why do women hate being there with that beaker? <laughs> so what the pap smear um, is testing for is um, HPV, human papillomavirus. Mm-hmm. That virus attaches to the cervix and it changes the cells on the cervix, causing like low grade, high grade, mid grade cervical changes, which can, which can be cancerous. So okay. it goes by your age of when to um, start checking for HPV and start at 21. And then it's depending on the provider, they may say, okay, come in every other year, ACOG, ACOG, I'm sorry, actually recommend um, every three to five years, depending on your age. Okay. So that's what they're looking for. Um, HPV can correct itself. So say it come back as a low grade on um, reading, it may correct itself in a year. So you just follow up with your OB provider to see if it's if it's self-resolved or they have to do other procedures to maybe take a, a piece of your cervix to send it off to lab to see um, if there needs to be like a further evaluation or further p- procedures done. Okay. So now, that's what, is, huh? Oh, you go ahead. I'm sorry. So actually there's a vaccine out. I know people are like, oh, vaccine, vaccine. But this vaccine is actually given to um, preteens. I want to say it starts at the age of, I want to say nine. No, I'm sorry. Maybe like 10 to 11. Boys and girls can get it. First, it was just girls, but now boys and girls can get it. So I'm eager to see the studies in the future to see if there was a decrease in um, HPV transmission from that group of uh, of like cohort of of young people that have received the HPV vaccine. Okay. Now, is this one of those appointments that you want somebody to come with you there or... 
Do you just want to go by yourself and get it done and spend that time by yourself going and going back home? I think that being in a clinical setting, I've seen a few um, husbands and boyfriends come, but most of them are like older adults. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen like women like my age or younger than me come get tested. They have their spouse with them. Right. So, I mean, you can go there for moral support, but it's not necessary that you have to be there. Because okay. it's, it's fairly quick. It doesn't take long to get that. Okay. All right. So is there anything else you'd like to share about women's health and Punani health that we didn't talk about today? Um, women's health is not just Punani's health. Ladies, I want you to understand that it's also spiritual, mental, um, skin, um, physical health, and of course your Punani. So don't just take care of one part of your body and not the other. It all goes together. That's my uh, whole idea with the Punani box. That's what I'm pitching right now. I do the box. Every month is something different. In February, I focus on heart disease. A lot of mm -hmm. women may have thought, oh, breast cancer is the number one killer of women. It's actually cardiovascular disease. That's the number one killer of women. Okay. okay. This month um, in March, I'm discussing libido. Libido is sex drive, how to increase your sex drive and as far as like healthy, natural ways to increase your sex drive. So mm -hmm. ladies, I just encourage you to take care of yourselves in and out. Okay. All right. And uh, lastly, how can our listeners get in touch with you and uh, what are some of the services that you offer? Okay, so you can get in touch with me at um, vagesty.com. Also, I'm on Instagram at vagesty underscore, as well as Twitter and Facebook, the same handle, vagesty underscore. Um, the, the current services that I offer is consultations, pregnancy consultations, and I offer gen consultation. If you're having issues with vaginitis, recurrent BB, recurrent yeast infection, or if you have um, questions about your menstrual cycle, I am accepting consultations for that. There will be any like prescriptions given, just a, a consultation. Okay. I also offer um, products for the care of your punani, the Bougie Cat Exfoliator. It helps with exfoliating the the outside of the vulva, this can be used 24 to 48 hours after you shave or wax. It helps with discoloration. It helps with the ingrown hairs that's caused by uh, re removing hairs by wax or shave. Okay, it smells really, really, really good. Okay, I also offer a feminine wash. Um, it's lavender and tea tree. Tea tree is antibacterial and antifungal. Okay, and remember, only on the outside. It eliminates odor and keep you fresh down there. Also have some feminine wipes for your convenience. You can throw them in your pocket. You can keep them in your purse. And it's good to have when you're out and about, you need to freshen up. And I'm currently offering um, juices and boric acid um, vaginal suppository. It's only to be inserted inside the vagina. It helps with your pH balance. It helps with eliminating that fishy odor and getting your lady part back right down there. And the best thing about all of it is all pH, uh, pH approved, uh, shall yes. I say. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Listen, that wraps things up for me. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do this this morning. I greatly appreciate it. Hopefully yes, our listeners, you. both uh, men and women, definitely learned something this morning. And I'll get all your contact from contact information uh, put down, um, you know, with this video so that, you know, our listeners can reach out to you directly and, you know, get their products ordered. Yes. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, ladies. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode. As always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at the Section 86. And if you like what you heard from today's episode, don't forget to give us a five-star rating.